Welcome to episode number 193, Silly Spoons. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe Heck and Renee. Silly Spoons, in this episode, we have special guest Renee Hanna. We cover topics that range from small business ownership, culinary arts, customer experience, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Wooden and Theodore Roosevelt. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, we want to first say thank you, Renee, for joining us. Um... And we like to put out the disclaimer since we've been doing these Zoom meetings that uh, there may be sound in the background because everyone's uh, in their home setting. So there may be a kid in the background <laughs> or a dog barking. Uh, please forgive us, but we appreciate you guys sticking with us. With that being said, the quality of the sound is pretty good. Uh, not up to par as our studio sound, but it is still pretty good. So thank you guys for bearing with us during these times. And um, yeah. We'll jump right in. So, Renee, thank you for uh, joining us. And for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. All right. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm, I'm Renee Hanna. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a wife and a mom. I've been with my husband for 22 years. Uh, we've been married for 15, and we have four boys, uh, four sons, ranging from six years old till to 21 years old. Uh, so we... Um, we are high school sweethearts, so we, we've been together for since high school. Um, and I'm also a high school teacher, and I am a business owner, small business owner. I own Silly Spoons that's located in Newtown Borough. All right, cool. So, um, Renee, so tell us a little bit about how you got started with Silly Spoons, or what made you want to get started with Silly Spoons? So, um, I have a background in education. I taught elementary school for 12 years, and then I made the change to high school, and I was able to get into the high school grade um, by getting an FCS certification, which is a family consumer science certification, and that content area basically covers food, nutrition, um, childcare, finance, you kind of name it. It's like a broad content area that prepares kids for practical life and success in life. So um, I've always had an interest in working with children and also had an interest in food. I grew up in a large Italian family. So Sunday night dinner is something that is really important to our family still to this day. Um, So everything I've learned culinary wise is from my my family members and, you know, it was kind of self-taught. So Silly Spoons is combining both of my passions for working with young children and kind of bringing in the culinary spin and, and teaching them through the culinary arts. Um, all right. So explain the name Silly Spoons, right? And so obviously it's it's obviously geared towards kids. So explain how, how did you come up with that? Um, I mean, I kind of went back and forth with a couple of different names. Um, 
I obviously like alliteration, <laughs> so yeah. I kind of settled. I wanted it to be fun and kind of appealing, but not really too traditional or straightforward. So I don't know. I kind of landed on that. My husband and my son helped me kind of go back and forth with different names. Um, and that kind of was one that stuck and we kind of went with it. Uh, then my son designed, well, my husband designed the logo and then my son with his graphic arts background um, was able to digitalize the logo for us. So it kind of just came to be. So this is part of the logo with the smiley face spoons. So, yeah, we, I kind of just wanted to be kid friendly and appealing and fun. Yeah, no, it looks awesome. Um, so what about the location, right? So now, you th now you're thinking, all right, I'm going to put all my background together, my passions together. We have a name. Um, we have a logo. Now, what about how did location come about? I know I think you guys are in that area, but was there any specific choice into why specifically Newtown Borough? Um, so when we started, it was back in the fall of 2017. Uh, we were a traveling company, so I went around to different community centers. I held classes there. I used um, local grocery stores and even people's houses I did events at. So we were traveling for a while, and as the business kind of picked up, I needed my own space. So I was on the lookout kind of constantly, you know, looking at things that popped up in different areas. And ideally, I did want to be in a borough. Um, and... So I, I live in Newtown Borough and the space kind of came available and I was lucky enough to, to get it. So it's kind of just fell in place for me. And then explain a little bit about your current setup. So, you know, the seating, if someone were to walk in there, you know, what to expect? So it's about 650 square feet and it's a brightly colored um, primary base colors, um, Spoons on the walls, big spoons with smiley faces. Um, our tables are brightly colored. Chairs are brightly colored. Um, it's very kid friendly. So basically, this the setup is tables and chairs for the kids, and then we have two ovens and some sinks. And the kids basically work at the tables to measure and prepare the meals, and then we take them in and out of the oven. That's basically how how it kind of works. But um, the space itself is very bright and friendly and energetic. I love it. And then, so explain a little bit of how the process works, right? So if someone wanted to hold an event there, maybe a birthday party um, or just, a, you know, like a little gathering, how would it work? Do they pick what they want uh, when it comes to the meal that they're going to prep? Um, or, yeah, just explain a little bit how that goes. Yeah, so we have some options for, um, so most of the events are birthday party events, but we also do events for Girl Scout troops. Um, we also do fundraising for different organizations. So they basically have a menu to pick from, so they select, you know, what they want it to do. And then we work with them on the number of kids that are coming and either any allergies or anything um, that has to be customized for their family or their guests. And then we kind of customize every event. Every event's unique and customized to, to um, the host. So, and is there like a minimum or a maximum of how many kids can be there? And, and kind of explain also the age groups. Yeah, so we have a pretty small space. So our maximum is 18 kids at a time. Um, so the ages range from 5 to 12 for birthday parties, but we do take younger kids with their parents. We have like a you and me class where they can come and cook and bake together and have an adult present with them. That's our classes that we run. But for birthday events, we kind of keep it at five. We start at five years old. 
And uh, explain a little bit about your team. I know you have a couple little helpers um, to kind of get the process going and have the event flowing nicely. So explain a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, basically I run all the behind the scenes, everything, the marketing, the website, the communication, um, the, the shopping uh, for the events, everything like that. But I do have a few employees that come and help me during the event. So they help me come and set up the event. They help me instruct during the event and manage the kids. And then they help me clean up at the end. Um, so I'm, I'm typically not open on Sundays right now. We, we run events Friday night and then Saturday. Then during the week as needed, if anyone wants something during the week, like on the evening. Uh, but Sundays, I kind of kept closed just for family time and my own time because I also am teaching full time. So, so I was looking at your webpage. It looks uh, it looks it looks very comfy and cozy for like the kids. Um, as of recent, since we've been in quarantine, my nine year old has been trying to bake everything under the sun. So she made pancakes today. I wasn't home. My wife was home. She made pancakes, and apparently they were good. I don't know. But <laughs> she's just trying different things and going at it. So I think I'm going to have to tell my wife to take a look at your website to see if we can uh, set something up for her for her birthday or something. Is there, like, an age limit for the kids? Because, I mean, yeah, she's nine, but I don't know. Um, we go up to 12. I have uh, Nine is, like, the perfect age. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's awesome. Oh, so uh, Renee, one of the things where I thought was pretty cool, I saw on your website, um, you explained that you're reinforcing math, reading, and science uh, skills. Can you explain a little bit about, you know, how that works, you know, while they're also having fun? Yep. So every class or event that a kid comes to, they get a custom-made recipe page by me. So I basically take the recipe, you know, I test it out first. I, I try to simplify it as best as possible, um, and I create recipes with pictures and step-by-step -step boxes to follow. So when they're going through that recipe, they're, you know, working on their uh, following directions, reading, and then, of course, they're measuring using fractions and math, and some of them don't even know they're, I said, you know, you're using math. They're like, yeah, like, we did this in school. This is a fraction. I know this, you know, so. <laughs> that's, that's cool. It's fun to see, you know, there's sometimes, they don't, they don't make that connection right away. And then, you know, the science aspect is the baking powder and how it rises, how it works as a leavening agent and rises their cupcakes and things like that. So we talk about the different chemical reactions in food. That's, that's awesome. And you know what it is, too? There's, there's something about um, having fun with math or reading or science right uh we're just i was just having this conversation with somebody you know we're explaining one of our favorite subjects was science and mainly the lab portion of science because you're actually physically doing something and it's disguising kind of you know the lesson within the process um and all at the same time you're having fun so it, it's a perfect combination um especially for kids um what, now, what do you do if there's, you know, do you try to try to stick with a particular age group? So you got, do you try to do all nine-year-olds or if there's a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old, do you kind of try to just work it that way um, the best that you can? Yeah. So usually birthday parties are typically around the same age. Some will have some younger siblings come or cousins that are different ages, but typically they're about the same age. Um, but believe it or not, having five and 10 year olds in the same group works out really well. <laughs> um, yeah. They either separate themselves where they're sitting kind of different tables 
or they work with each other and they help each other. So it really does work out well. Um, we kind of just gauge the room and gauge the group and see who needs a little more help and, you know, who can kind of do it on their own. And if there's an older kid there to help them read or help them get through the directions, because we kind of take them step by step through every direction. And I, I demonstrate and we give them the exact measuring cup that they need for each ingredient. So we're very organized and kind of routine with everything. So we kind of try to eliminate as many uh, mistakes or measurement errors as, as much as possible. Um, but it, it actually, it, it seems like it wouldn't work, but having a group with mixed age groups, mixed, mixed ages really does work out pretty well. Um, so explain for, you know, parents that have, may have a concern with, um, you know, food allergies. Ha, ha, what's your guys' approach on that? So our whole facility is peanut and tree nut free because that's a common, that like ev almost every single person that has an event tells me they can't have peanuts and tree nuts, either it's their child or someone else in the class. Um, so we, t we typically, we don't use peanuts or tree nuts. Um, and then any other allergy, we just kind of work with the parents and discuss options and kind of figure something out, um, you know, and make it work for them. You know, baking is very easy to substitute things. So like for eggs, we would substitute applesauce and it works the same way. So we just kind of work with the parents ahead of time and make those accommodations for them. Because we don't, we don't like anyone feeling left out either or feel like they can't be involved. Um, all right, so summer's coming up. Explain a little about how summer camp works and the age group it serves. So um, this will be the first year we're running summer camps at our location. So last year we ran them out of the community center. And since we had just opened this past August, um, this will be our, it was kind of the end of the year. We didn't run our camps then. So this will be our first year. Hopefully we'll still be able to run them. Still holding on to some hope. <laughs> um, so they're, AM and PM sessions. Our AM session is for a younger age group. So we're doing our five to eight year olds in the AM and then we're doing a PM session for our nine to 12 year olds. Uh, well, we kind of like steam them so that they're fun and interesting. The one week is going to be dessert imposters where we're going to basically make our desserts look like food items. Oh, that's <laughs> um, awesome. Like a burger, a cupcake into a burger and things, things like that. Um, that's fun. Then we're doing uh, breakfast, all different kinds of breakfast foods the next week. And then we will be doing around the world foods, um, learning about different cultures and bringing in different types of food. Learning how Very to cool. <laughs> so I know we kind of alluded to it, um, you know, having the hope of, you know, maybe even having summer camp this year. And it was kind of pointing towards everything that's going on with the coronavirus. Um, and I know it's affected small businesses, you know, across the nation. Um, obviously, one of them is, you know, yourself. So explain a little bit about, you know, how you're handling it, how things are going, or you having to reschedule things. Uh, if you want to talk a little bit about how you've been affecting your business. Um, yeah, so right off the bat, since like March 13th, everything's pretty much been canceled. Um, you know, some, some people said, you know, we'll reschedule, but obviously at this point, nothing can be rescheduled yet. Um, but a lot of cancellations, I have probably like 15 event cancellations at this point. We, we were averaging like two to three events per weekend. So uh, we've lost a great deal of events. Um, but, you know, as soon as this happened, I kind of thought like, all right, what, what can I do to engage 
families and kids and what can I do to kind of give back? So what I, you know, before this happened, Zoom was not like a thing. I never even knew about Zoom. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I kind of jumped on the Zoom bandwagon and uh, thought maybe I could do a virtual baking class and we'll see like who signs up and we'll just kind of go from there. So I put it out there um, and I had 60 plus families sign up. Whoa. That's <laughs> awesome. That's really That's good. awesome. Yeah, I put it out there as a free event, but I asked for a donation to No Kid Hungry. Um, so we were able to raise like six hundred over six hundred dollars for No Kid Hungry, and well, yeah, that's cool. We did we did a virtual muffin making? So I basically provided them with like a basic muffin recipe that I took them through step by step, and then they got to kind of put in their own like create their own flavors and you know different fruit, different um, flavorings, and things like that to create their own and you know they sent me tons of pictures they were so excited about what they made and what they put in their muffins and it was such a huge success that I was like wow like maybe maybe I can do something like this so um so now we're offering virtual classes a couple times a week and we're doing things like homemade pasta and different kind of baked goods and just like easy, we're trying to keep recipes easy, things that like you would kind of have around your house or um, so. And it, it's crazy too, because the way um, the whole shutdown happened, it really, you had to start thinking outside the box. You had to start getting creative with, you know, how you're approaching business. Um, but for you to even, you know, step out of the box and not only think a little bit differently and also utilize your platform basically to give back is crazy uh commendable so that that's awesome of you guys that's that's pretty cool um explain a little bit about how you do utilize social media whether it's just to normal normal marketing strategies or just to kind of show the world what you have to offer um yeah so basically my main marketing tool social media um i really just i i'm honestly not on it personally i've never been on social media personally so yeah. Um, it was kind of new as a business to me. Uh, so Instagram, Facebook, without them, I don't know, you know, if I would have the following I have today. I mean, I do. Uh, I did gain a lot of my followers through word of mouth and families, you know, friends of families kind of telling other people about me. Um, but, you know, Instagram and Facebook have been like my my main go-to marketing tool. Instagram, I try to keep families engaged and posting pictures of kids involved and actively in the kitchen and in act, you know, in action. And, um, I try to kind of put out tips for families and go through recipes at home and show my own kids kind of cooking. And so it's a lot of kids. If you get, if you if you go on my Instagram or Facebook, you see a lot of kids making desserts and pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so so explain a little bit about how you know you got started in your the physical location and, and how the surrounding businesses are they supportive? Are they helping you asking if you need help with anything? What has been your experience thus far? Yeah, so I'm kind of removed a little bit from the heart of the borough, so mm -hmm. I'm not surrounded by too many businesses. But the businesses that I am surrounded with have been very supportive. You know, they they asked to put my pamphlets in their in their shops and. They've been spreading word to their friends and 
family members that don't even live in the area. They've been coming to, to my location. Um, and I am a part of a local business association that they, they've helped me organize a ribbon cutting for my grand opening, you know, so they're, they're a great resource for me and have also been really supportive. The way you see Silly Spoons moving and growing, what's your 2020 vision, right? Where do you want to see yourself in three to five years um, with the business and, and just the growth overall? Um, well, I hope, I hope it to be my full-time job someday. Definitely. Um, and I hope to kind of offer more variety in my classes, be open kind of during the week, running, you know, daytime things, things for schools. And, you know, it's kind of like there's an endless possibility <laughs> of ways that I can go. And I kind of just, I'm hoping to keep, keep moving forward and keep offering variety and so I can keep having people come back to me excited to bring their kids and their grandkids. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's awesome too, because you'll get the, hopefully maybe even the combination of how you got started as the mobile service and then utilizing your, you know, your, your education background and possibly going into schools and, and having that. I, I just remember um, in elementary school, the way it was set up for us, we would have art class, we would have music class, whatever, but the teachers would come to us, uh, as you can imagine, just having second graders or third graders, you know, switch classes, so to speak, would probably be a little cumbersome. Um, so the teachers would come to us, and I remember every time the art teacher would come, we would just get, so, well, I would get so excited. It was one of my, my favorite things. So, uh, and I couldn't even imagine if we we're doing anything with food, I'd be so pumped up. Um, so yeah, you're right. Actually, the, 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 the possibilities really are endless and it's fun and it's hands-on. Um, I think it's very important for, you know, us to start implementing things like Silly Spoons into our education, just because, Everyone learns different. It, I, it wasn't until that point. The reason why I liked art so much was because I was a hands-on guy. I needed to show me how to, you know, fix this. And then I, I can do it the second time without you there. Um, but if you're just, if I'm just reading right out of a textbook, uh, it's a little bit more, it's a little tougher for me um, than, you know, someone act like an instructor there, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so we are offering enrichment programs and we are at one local elementary school. So we offer an enrichment program for them once a week. And we go to their school and we provide a small, like a, it's not even the oven, but it's like a small non-baked kind of activity that they can do with food. Um, so that's kind of how I, being a teacher and then, then moving to high school and teaching culinary in high school and seeing how excited kids got, even high schoolers, about food and, you know, cooking. And then I thought to myself, like, there's nothing around here locally for elementary age kids. And they would love this. You know, yes. everyone's like, you are so brave. How do you do it? You're taking 18 kids and making this with 18 kids. You know, but, you know I, I don't, I don't, you know, advertise myself as like a culinary expert, but I am an expert in managing children, engaging children. And I know, you know, how to kind of manage that group. And not many people can do that. <laughs> You know, I just see how their faces light up when they make something. They, they're, like, so proud of themselves and, you know, their confidence. Parents are amazed at the confidence that they show. And they're like, my kids can do that? Like, why? I, I didn't know my kids could do that. And a lot of parents are hesitant to let their kids do things because, number one, they make a mess. Um, <laughs> and, you know, 
they, they could get hurt or they're not really realizing their true ability because kids are more capable than their parents or adults think that they are even at five years old. <laughs> so yeah. It's just nice seeing, seeing how the reactions of the parents and the kids and how excited they get when they make their own food and they decorate their own cupcake. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's something I, I believe, I genuinely believe we're made uh, to create. And even on a scale, when it comes to, uh, you know, making a dessert or anything with, with food, it's, it's that child's creation. And it's something that they themselves can be proud of. They did it on their own and they're, um, you know, it's just, and they have the ability to show it off and they probably super excited to show their parents what they just made and their new creation or whatever it is. So I think you're hitting on so many levels of, um, the way a child's mind operates. And if you already have, obviously you're comb you know, combining your gift and the ability to not only, you know, teach them culinary, uh, things, but also being able to manage them and keep them in a creative mindset for, you know, a specific period of time. Cause again, that's a gift. That's not everyone can do that. So, um, you come to my house, it's, it's going to be wacky spoons. It won't be no silly. spoons. <laughs> it will be a disaster. Um, but yeah, no. So, and you know, and honestly, you're, you know, services like what you have is seriously needed. And, and like I said, I'm coming from the heart because I know that's how I learn. Uh, so I know there's kids out there that absolutely love that stuff. And there's nothing better than bring it home. Well, I know for myself, uh, anything I created in like elementary school or whatever grade school, I'd be pumped to show my parents or at least my mom. And even if, even if it probably wasn't like the best looking thing, she made it seem that way. You know what I mean? My one daughter, Lainey, Lainey, she would do, she, uh, she went to school, Holy Family. And there was a, after school class that she signed up for that was cooking. It was somebody that would come in to help them. Um, and well, I would pick her up and she would have multiple different cookies. And she would say, dad, I saved this one for you. And I made it. And she was just excited just to bring home cookies and little cheesecakes and stuff like that. So now, like I said earlier today, she made pancakes today. And every day I've been, I've been working from home and she's been making milkshakes for everyone hmm. with chocolate chips, chocolate chip morsels or whatever the case may be. And she's just excited to hand everyone a cup of this milkshake that she made. So, I mean, I can see where, how, how excited kids can get because she gets really excited making her own food and stuff. So I definitely need to, like I said, I, I got to talk to my wife to see if we can get something set up at your location. I think it'll be a great time. And speaking of which, switching gears a little bit, but kind of, you know, heck alluded to, you know, managing, you know, the kids, the family. Um, but with that being said, you have, you know, four boys of your own, uh, you're married, you have a husband. Can you explain a little bit how you manage all this? Because you have, there's, you're, you're hitting on every level here. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm very routine. Um, I'm very structured. I kind of stay to a routine. <laughs> I try to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very organized. I'm a list maker. I'm a planner. <laughs> nice. So um, those, those personality traits have definitely helped me. Um, I'm just good at multitasking a lot at once and kind of still managing to keep myself sane and keep family life. And, you know, when you enjoy doing what you're doing, it doesn't really feel like you're working. <laughs> um, so I kind of look at it that way. Um, but if it wasn't for my husband, I don't think I would be where I am today. Um, he is like my number one cheerleader, supporter. 
he's always been behind all my crazy ideas. <laughs> this is the one that finally stuck. <laughs> but, I, you know, this is my first. <laughs> I've had lots of ideas over the years. Um, you know, he's my number one supporter. He's been kind of there. He, he's a great dad, helps out at home, you know, picks up where, where he can. So without him, I don't know where I would be. And the support of my family, my, my own father, you know, physically helped me get the place together, the location together and my in-laws and, you know, like everyone, my siblings have just been so supportive of me. Um, and then my, our oldest son, Christian, who's the graphic design um, who has a graphic design background helped me with like my marketing and you know putting my brand together and kind of like working on my recipe formats and things like that everything I need to do digitally he kind of helped me so it's been a little bit of everyone's kind of effort together um, that has kind of got me where I am today <laughs> yeah no absolutely that's awesome family support is huge uh, especially when it comes into support to, you know, living out your dreams or pursuing something, uh, because guess what? It takes a lot of guts to go after what you really want in life. And, um, uh, there's nothing better or, you know, there's no greater feeling than having that family support. So that's awesome. And yeah, we actually, we had Christian on, uh, the rotated views podcast It's family creative, um, and your husband were on. So that was cool. Um, so I guess you see the shirt. Yeah. Heck has the found shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so so wrapping things up what what's your recommendation for anyone who's out there thinking they want to start you know a, a new a new business and go on a new venture what, what advice do you have for them um i guess i i would say don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone um because that probably has been the hardest thing for me i'm pretty like introverted naturally and um kind of like, like to play it safe. I'm a private person personally. So it's been like hard to kind of put myself out there. Like even recording videos of myself making food and like kind of putting it out there. It's been scary to me. Um, and stepping outside of my comfort zone has been a challenge. But if I don't challenge myself, I know I'm not going to grow and change and kind of get where I want to go. So I would say like, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and you know failure is kind of scary sometimes but um i wouldn't have met the people that i've met or had the opportunities that i've been presented if if i hadn't stepped out of my comfort zone and get got a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> um so i guess that's kind of an advice that i would give to someone that's awesome well said thank you for that um so if anyone was trying to reach you guys how would they either book an event or what's your social media handles so they can get in contact with you? So we're at Silly Spoons, Instagram and Facebook, Silly Spoons. Um, we also have a website, sillyspoons.com. Um, they can email, message us on Facebook, Instagram. We also have a phone number that they can reach us at. Everything's on the website or, one, you know, everything's kind of put out there on all of our platforms. So. Bam, there you have it. Sillyspoons.com. Take it a visit. Um, all right, so we like to close things out with quotes, and the first one is by John Wooden. Don't let what you can't do stop you from what you can do. And the second one by Theodore Roosevelt. 
Do what you can with what you have where you are. Silly Spoons. In this episode, we have special guest Renee Hanna. We cover topics that range from small business ownership, culinary arts, customer service, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Wooden and Theodore Roosevelt. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>